0: Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened.
1: I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And tonight we are going to talk about something that we've both encountered as we are both what you might call non-traditional professionals. And sometimes women get pigeonholed into what you can and can't do after 40 or what is appropriate for professional women to wear or to look like. And to that, I say, fuck them. But I digress. Um, There's a certain amount of that which is actually understandable. But sometimes it comes down to my body, my choice, even at work. I'm over 40, but you are not the boss of my skin or my ears or my cocktails because Jill is, damn it. (laughs) Right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Always. (laughs) Always. So while we definitely have a lot to unpack there, let's mm-hmm. first hit the cocktail bar and we'll talk about our beverage aden, which is Russian for of the day. It's a big hint there. Tonight oh, we are sipping Moscow Mules.
1: Mm. I was
0: surprised when I looked back and we hadn't had that yet. And I was like, <laughs> duh. Oh, so we- let's have that. And it's yummy. It is yummy. It's a super simple drink. It's just it's literally vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. So delicious, smashingly good, super simple. Peep the website alwaysneverright.com for the recipe and join us today while we discuss amongst ourselves. I do like a mule. I actually prefer the Kentucky mule because bourbon is my favorite, but <laughs> I think it adds a little extra depth to this, but this is sort of light and refreshing, but I also like that we get those like nice little things. I was I gonna share, share with you. Um, when you mentioned earlier that you're putting your mug into the freezer, I was going to share with you the secret to chilling any cocktail glass quickly.
1: Oh, please do share. I'm intrigued. And I'm going to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> I don't have time for a newsletter.
0: Don't nobody have <laughs> time for that. <laughs> so whenever you want to chill a cocktail glass because you're making cocktails. You sit the cocktail glass there, you put ice in it, you fill it with water. While you mix up your cocktail glass, that cocktail glass is going to get super, super cold. Mix up your cocktail, dump the ice and the water out, put your cocktail in. Cocktail glass is
1: nice and cold. That's it. That's it. Dude, I, I took up way too much freezer space for my long haul method.
0: Fill okay. it up with ice water while you're making your cocktail and then dump the ice water out. And the mug will be nice and cold. That goes... That rings true for martini glasses. Mm. Any other kind of glass you ever need to chill before you pour a cocktail into it? That's the way you do it. Noise.
1: Yeah. Very nice So speaking of glasses, I'm just—I'm still very proud of my IKEA purchases this weekend. I think you did really well. Those were very cute. I bought very an assortment. Cute. I bought an assortment of glasses that I'm going to write off for taxes next year as a podcast expense. <laughs>
0: I think it's a legit podcast expense because you're going to use them for cocktails in which we sip while we podcast.
1: That's right. So there we go. So that for 56 bucks I spent at Ikea is kind of come right out of Uncle Sam's pocket. Sorry. There you go. stick it to him, man. There we go. Stick it to the man. <laughs> 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 okay. Quit laughing that hard. <laughs>
0: Just seeing you as white as you are go and stick, stick it to the man <laughs> with your little like power fist
1: right there. Oh, God. That was awesome. Well, I'm doing man as in the misogynist shit ball sense. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay.
1: We'll okay. say I'm doing it that way because then I, I could still drink a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks and not feel guilty. Do you like pumpkin spice latte? I do, but my preference is actually for unseasonal as the creme brulee one. It's way better.
0: I just like coffee. <laughs> I don't want that mocha, choco bullshit latte. Anything. <laughs> I just want like a nice, plain, coffee with some decent flavored creamer. See,
1: just... uh, my I, I do love a good straight old coffee, especially. Quick shout out to Death Wish Coffee. Their Valhalla Java, because it's like three cups of coffee in one, and it's. He thinks it wakes just me just up. out. What's that? I would shit my brains out. <laughs> but that's, you know, sometimes that's a necessary evil. Um, okay, I get bound up because I eat a lot of cheese. So Oh, I eat a lot of cheese, but I don't get bound up. Yeah, but you've never... Okay, we're digressing. Let's not talk about our poop habits. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a thing that women over 40 do. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, welcome to our world. Oh, so anyway, I, I yeah, will quit I digressing. and is the coffee yeah Pull up, so. <laughs> oh man anyway moving on let's quit talking about my white girlness because i know i yeah. Know. yeah and let's move on to um being a badass did it did i tell you my badass story from two you weeks did down? but you but... didn't tell them
0: so i want you to
1: okay so i was speaking at a um At a day-long conference that is in a, once again, because I gravitate towards this shit, a heavily male-dominated industry. It was one of the few day-long conferences I've ever been to where the line was at the men's room and the women were in and out easy. So, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I was talking to one of the other uh, panelists before we got going, and um, we were talking, all of a sudden he goes, oh, is that a piercing inside your ear? I'm like, yeah, it's a date piercing Do you like it? That's badass I'm like oh well well, well thank you. And you got one on the other side in a non non eerie lobe place too well, he, didn't, he was far more eloquent but I've I'm almost done with my first mule um, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's a helix piercing. that's cool. man, you're a you're kind of a badass. I'm like, I am. And he goes, next thing you know, you're going to tell me you have tattoos. I'm like, I have three. What? I'm like, yeah, I you you know, look at, and I pointed at my ankle. I'm like, that's that's the one that's that you can see. Oh my gosh, you are a badass. I'm not used to meeting badass attorneys. This is so cool. And I'm all, the whole rest of the day, I was riding high. I'm like, I'm a badass attorney. A badass. <laughs> and I swear, it gave me a little confidence boost and I totally nailed my portion of that panel and I was feeling good about it, so go me I badass all over that yeah you did
0: well and I think that's awesome but I think that's kind of along the lines of what we wanted to talk about because there's so much about what we are as women that people stereotype especially if you're over 40 I have what I have six tattoos one two I get I lose track
1: (laughs) That's a good indication that it's a, it's a lot.
0: Six, I have six tattoos and probably going to get a couple more here before too long. One of them, I want to get a half sleeve. I work from home. I've mentioned that several times, which is awesome because it affords me the opportunity to do that. But I also work um, for a company that encourages individuality. So my company, there are lots of people who work in, I'll say positions of power, you know above me for sure well above my pay grade that have tattoos and piercings and shaved heads and stuff like that and crazy colored hair and it's it's not problematic so for me I can do that but when I go out into the world and present myself as a person who is a mother of a 13 year old and a, a professional people look at me like uh really are you sure Yeah, I get compliments on my tattoos, especially the one on my arm, like almost daily. But people also look at me, there are, especially people who are older than me, look at me like, well, aren't you ever going to be a productive member of society? (laughs) And I think they'd be very surprised to learn, no, I hold down a regular job. I've had it for eight years and, you know, I, I... do pretty well for myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're like a manager type person that kicks yeah. ass on a daily basis. Yeah, I don't suck. Because you're a badass. Job. Okay. You're badass and you're a former Harley owner because you're even more of a badass.
0: Oh yeah, I did do that. I did do that. I used to ride motorcycles and uh, enjoyed that a lot. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit and riding myself, not just being on the back right? Not just riding bitch. I used to actually ride the bike myself and people would be surprised to hear that even within the Harley groups. I mean, it's not that it's unheard of for women to ride, but it was, um, not super common more Mm -hmm. often, especially if it's a couple that joins the group, it's they usually ride together.
1: I do want to mention one time T scared the living shit out of me at your house. 'Cause he'd just come he'd just come back from a ride and I I came out of your bathroom that was in the hallway and kind of you know is kind of coming towards the front door and all of a sudden this because because Tia's not a short guy and he's huh. not a little guy. He's he's uh um He's about the tall, same height we are. Yep. And he's yeah, he's a big guy. And he's broad shouldered and yeah. so I come out and there's this giant figure with a full helmet on and all leathers coming, walking down the hallway right at me. I see no face. I see like, <laughs> like Darth Vader, um, da- Darth Vader during his daft punk years. Yes. And, it, and it totally scared the living shit out of me. And then he pulled the, uh, the little screen up on his helmet. and like, hi. And I'm like, "Oh, my gosh, it's just, it's the giant teddy bear. <laughs> no need to be afraid. So, Anyway. That's another thing, though, that
0: people don't expect when they find out that you're a professional and you're like, oh, yeah, and I ride motorcycles. They're like, what? You do what? Because clearly as a woman, that can't be something that you do. You can't be professional and ride motorcycles. That can't be part of your life. Don't you like aren't you like cooking or something? Well, yeah, motherfucker, I cook, but I also ride motorcycles and I do a pretty damn good job.
1: Well, yes, you do. So So, that's Jill's badassness. That's not even half of Jill's badassness.
0: I will say, though, for any women who are actually considering trying something new that would be empowering, I found that to be one of the most empowering things I ever did. I took the motorcycle training course through Harley Davidson. It's called Rider's Edge, or it was called Rider's Edge at the time. I think it's called something different now. But to learn how to do that... And to know that I could control this machine myself and do all of this maneuvering. And then you get this powerful machine between your legs and you can go and the wind is there. And it just is this amazingly powerful feeling. It was it was incredible. I loved doing that. And I still would do it, though, when we moved from where we were before, which was a much smaller, way less (laughs) traffic-y Mm. much easier to deal with town um I kind of went yeah I don't really think I want to do that down in Dallas because there's lots of people in traffic and people don't watch and I just didn't feel safe um so we made the choice not to continue that we went ahead and sold our bikes and decided to move down here because we knew that at some point in the future we can always get new bikes and do it again there you go but At that point, I loved (laughs) (coughs) – sorry, I swallowed wrong. Oh. I just loved the feeling of having that bike and taking off from a stop and going fast. And I'd have that roar. And it was – my bike had this beautiful – it was a soft roar. I didn't like the really, really loud roars. I mean, they say loud pipes save lives, and I totally believe that's true. But – I think mine was loud enough without being too loud. It had this kind of purring roar that was amazing. And it was very, very empowering to ride. I thought it was incredible.
1: Cool. Very, very cool. Ah, I I got nothing that comes close to that level of badass, but that's Um, okay. But you do. You've done all kinds of stuff.
0: Hello, FFA princess.
1: (laughs) Second runner up. You know, Still, you went for it.
0: I, I was wasn't. never in a
1: beauty contest. Well, it was it was as much of a um, shit flinging contest. Literally, you had to pitch it through a tire. um As it was, that. <laughs> I can't
0: pitch shit through a tire.
1: Okay, I guess. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll get into my tattoos and piercings in a bit, but here's something that does make me feel like a badass. I I haven't done this for years, really, but. Um, you know, I grew up on a farm, and mm-hmm. one of the things we had was it's an orchard. And we we picked apples into wooden bushel boxes. Okay. And I picked apples for so long um, and for so many seasons that I could, and, and, you know, I was on a farm. I had to tote stuff all the time, and Dad was a firm believer in if your brother can do it, you can do it. So you might be able to pick up more, but you can freaking haul your weight. Um, I used to be able to carry. <laughs> and that was considerable. I'm kidding. That was, oh, <laughs> that was a but, bitch
0: thing. Oh, my God. That was such a bitch thing to say.
1: But it, it's true. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I used to be able to carry two wooden bushel baskets full of apples at the same time from Damn. the age of 11 on. Wow. When I was 11, um, we got into a huge arm wrestling contest in band. Okay, so that's not badass, the band part. (laughs) But whatever, the arm wrestling contest, I beat every boy in the class. I believe it. Because I was a badass. So even then.
0: (laughs) One time in third grade, there was this boy that tried to kiss me. And his name was Kenny Rodriguez. And he tried to kiss me and I grabbed him by the arm and I spun around really hard and I threw him into the fence.
1: There you go. Cool. Violence. Good for you. I, um, you know, I, uh, first day of kindergarten, um, well, like kindergarten roundup, but you know, the 1970s version. So kindergarten shag carpets. I don't know where to go with that, (laughs) Uh, but we, uh, showed up and this little boy came over and, um, Punched me in the stomach upon meeting me. You said this. Yeah. So I picked him up and pitched him against the wall. And someone said to mom, what's that little girl doing to that little boy? And mom goes, please don't be my kid. Please don't be my kid. Shit, it's my kid. So, and I got in trouble. I have this picture
0: of you, like, just picking him up, like, hulking out and picking him up over your head and, like, pile driving him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. But it was more like I grabbed him by the collar and I shoved him up hard against the wall as fast as I could. And then he picked on me for the next six years until I trapped him being in the door, for, door frame of the um, gymnasium and smashed the door on him until he finally wriggled free and ran. And I knew he wouldn't tell because I was a teacher's pet. And plus, you say, oh, I got beat up by the, uh, you know, the overweight kid with lisp on crutches. I'm like, no one must uh, admit to that.
0: So anyway. It's true. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about tattoos. Yes. We both have tattoos. Like I said, I work in a workplace where tattoos are acceptable, but I've always been very conscientious up until my most recent one, which is on my forearm. And it's on the underside of my forearm even. Mm -hmm. Um, So even when I have my arm sitting down, you can't see it all that much. But I've always been very conscientious to place my tattoos in places that I could hide them if I needed to. And that was because I felt like I needed to make sure that if I needed to hide them for you know, for society's sake, I wanted to be able to do that. Mm. And I don't think men have
1: that same consideration. They get tattoos all over, wherever they want to put them. Yeah. Although I will say in my industry, I've been more shocked by seeing men with tattoos than not. But when I do see a man with tattoos in my industry, um, either, and I think this is kind of weird, very few of them are the in office jobs um but one of them who is has this really cool tribal sleeve and i'm always like you're awesome you're weird but you're awesome because just because he's weird in general but he's still awesome <laughs> because he gets points for tat right he's weird aside from the tattoo that's right but i never i i know of one other attorney i work with who for sure has a tattoo huh And it's weird. And she actually came into my office one day and was like, okay, I want you to tell me if I can get away without wearing my cardigan because I have this. And she pulled down and on her shoulder, she's got this kick-ass mandala. Cool. It's beautiful. And I was like, um, and I just pulled my shirt slightly to the left and put my ankle on the desk and said, I hope to God you're fine because I'm tatted up too. And she's like, yay. So, you know, we're even bigger friends now. That's awesome. <laughs> so I just
0: I I literally can't think of anybody at my work that doesn't have
1: tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
0: honestly, um, but the men have far more visible ones. But even even beyond that, I have people who work for me or are getting ready to work for me because I'm just getting ready to transition into another role for a little while and. <laughs> One of the people that is there has a tattoo like on her neck that comes all the way up over her chin. Like, wow, that's a bold choice. But mostly because it's really distracting because it looks like her chin just melds down into her chest. (laughs) Oh, that's odd. But it's because we just see each other on camera, you know? So camera Mm. angles can make things look a little weird, anyhow. So for me, that's, that's what the difference is.
1: Okay. Uh, and I, I gotta say the, like I said, this is the only, okay. A couple decades ago, I actually ran into another woman attorney. I've never seen a male attorney with a tattoo. I should mention, which is odd, but I knew one other woman attorney who had a tattoos, including one, a little tiny one, but it was on her shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, you know, when I was young and scared of the world going, Oh, Jamie's such a badass. Look at that tattoo. <gasps> I love that. Do you and, think though? So? But one I'm of sorry. our oh, that's okay. One of our seniors at that point was like, you really shouldn't wear sleeveless shirts if you're gonna have that. And I remember thinking, but it's beautiful. don't don't harsh her. Don't harsh your vibe. but anyway, you
0: yeah. know you mentioned you don't know any men that have tattoos, but I'll bet a lot of them do.
1: True, maybe they're just hiding them.
0: Well, think about it. They always wear long sleeves and jackets.
1: True. Which, okay, my boss and I the other day were lamenting the fact that a a man can go to a two-week-long hearing and take three suits and five shirts and look like he's wearing something different every day, and a woman can't do that.
0: Yeah, a woman has to wear a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Women's clothes are so much more, and especially as you get older, there are so many more variations Mm. You know, a man has a suit, business casual, casual, and then, like, athletic wear. There's, like, four things. I know. And women have, like, 79 variations in that.
1: So a man can, a man with a ton of shoes in his closet can have boat shoes, sandals, sneakers, and Oxfords. Well, you say that, but T has probably almost as many shoes as I do. (laughs) See, um, John the Brit has all those except the boat shoes. (laughs) Well, Well, no, excuse me. In fairness,
0: T's mother was a model. And so she was very aware of, like, you never wear brown shoes and a black belt kind of thing. So he was always very aware of that because she would be like, are you wearing black belt and brown shoes? Like. One day we were watching a commercial and the Travago guy was on and he was wearing a black belt and brown shoes and T just about blew his head off. Like it's just like his head nearly exploded. He was like, that guy's wearing a brown belt and black shoes. I was like, (gasps) well, it's just a TV commercial. I don't think he's actually going anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
0: But, you know, she was very bound by the old rules. And so he is still stuck on them. But he has like all different variants of shoes and, you know, he likes fashion and that's cool. I think it's very cool. I love having that because she taught him very well about fashion and things like that. So he's actually a really good helper when I'm like, does this look okay? He's not just like, I guess so. He can actually give me construction, you know, constructive criticism.
1: Can, can, Can I just have John the Brit spend three days total with him doing a mind download? I don't want to be a dick,
0: but I don't want John the Brit to spend three days
1: with T <laughs> See, because
0: <laughs> what if T actually took something away from John the Brit? And I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I love your husband. He's wonderful. And I'm so glad you guys found each other. You're welcome. But. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: There's I a often. reason
0: I didn't want to date him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough. You know, I always say it's a good thing we found each other because no one else could put up with each other's shit. That
0: is, that is very true. That is very <laughs> true.
1: Yay. So let's let's talk about piercings. Now, do you have an industrial? I used to. Yeah. I used to. And I want to get it redone sometime. But when I had surgery a couple years ago, it sealed up like the minute yeah. I took it out. So
0: yes. maybe we can do yeah. that while we're in Vegas. You can get oh, that done.
1: I'll get that. And I'll get a date piercing on the other side, too. Oh, go you. I considered that this
0: last weekend I went and got some piercings done I have a double helix now nice um and I almost I almost did an industrial and I just decided at the last minute I didn't think that was really me
1: I think it's you
0: I mean Mm -hmm. you have you it would go nice with your nose piercing it might it might but I just I liked the I liked the double helix And I wanted to get rings, but she's like, we can't really do rings to start with because you have to let it heal first. And I'm like, Mm
1: -hmm. ah,
0: okay. Well, whatever. I'll let it heal first and then I'll get the rings in.
1: Okay. Did you go to the regular Dallas area place to get it I did indeed. I did indeed. Now I should be name check them because they are phenomenal. We should. We go to Cat Tattoo.
0: They are phenomenal. They've done, um, Matt Folsey has done my tattoos. He did this beautiful, beautiful cherry blossom tattoo. I'll put a picture of it up sometime. Um, Did a beautiful cherry blossom tattoo on my forearm that I think is amazing. And I literally get compliments on it every day. Like go to the grocery store and somebody's like, I really like your ink. Um, It's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. It's perfect. And it's like a tribute to my dad. I'll explain that some other time, but. Aww. It's it's wonderful.
1: So, and just for the record, um, in the St. Louis area, uh, when I get tattoos without Jill, because it does happen from time to time. Now, although I only have three, but still, okay, two of them are with Jill. Once it has happened without her, um, and it was with my daughter. Da- it was with my daughter Nina. We got matching matching lotus flowers, and they're really pretty. They you are. Did I did good. Iron Age tattoo, and our artist um, was someone named Carson. I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but he's phenomenal with detail work.
0: That's which
1: awesome. Is, that's how he got all those little tiny fine lines in our lotus flowers. It's beautiful. So, okay. okay. But uh,
0: yeah,
1: but piercings. I am honestly, I don't think I could pull off a nose piercing because my nose is different. You have a very.
0: I like your nose. I think
1: your nose is pretty. I, I like my nose, especially from the side. I've
0: I have love it. your nose from the side. I'm jealous of your nose from the side.
1: I love my nose. It comes to this very nice fine point. But when you're looking straight on, I would look ridiculous with a nose piercing. Um, so I can't go that far. But you know what I've always wanted, and I just haven't been able to pull the trigger? An eyebrow piercing. I think you could totally pull it off. First I think of all, I person? think you could
0: pull off a nose piercing. I literally do. I don't think it would look bad. I think it would actually look
1: really good on you. Uh, I I want to I want to stay on that for just a minute before we move to the eyebrow. Are you sure? Because I know my mm-hmm. nose. Is, I have an awesome nose. It comes down this nice, mm-hmm. you know, straight line to this awesome point. Yep. But but it's large. It's very large. Yeah. But if it was just on the side, I think it would be really
0: nice. I think it would look very delicate and nice on you. I think hmm. you could totally pull it off.
1: I don't think anything looks delicate on me because I'm not delicate. You have a you have some very delicate features. Look how thin your fingers are in your hands. I do, but they're at the same time they're long, thin fingers on these massive meat paws. Yeah, but like they're still delicate. Nina's hands are like literally half the size of my hands.
0: Yeah, but you know that's that doesn't mean
1: it's not delicate.
0: You can still be large and delicate. I mean, think about a tree. There
1: are trees that sound shitty but I think about trees a lot actually. So I'm kinda laughing. (laughs) Okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Random. (laughs) That was completely random, but that was weird and I'm not really sure how to answer that. But what I'm trying to say is (laughs) there trees can be substantial and delicate at the same time. Hmm. Maybe I think you can pull off a nose piercing. I truly do. And maybe I i'll
1: just do maybe i'll try a fake one for a couple days see how it rolls for a commit yeah do that absolutely okay. you can get those fake little
0: rings that go in or you can get like a fake little like a magnet guy i should get one of those bowl rings like <laughs> those are ugly they don't like the bull rings
1: That <laughs> would know. just draw even more attention to my nose that'd be
0: no that wouldn't be yeah that'd be good
1: that'd not be pretty the, on me you could get
0: they've got the kind of ones that are just like don't go into anything they're just like blank on the end and that just goes into like a solid piece like you can put it on your cheek or wherever you can just Mm -hmm. put it like in the tip of your nose just to emphasize it
1: there
0: we go go. I like this part of my nose I'm going to emphasize it right here with a diamond
1: (laughs) (laughs) I still yeah there we go play to my strengths right I still remember in high school someone going you know a way you can make your nose look thinner which that might have set off my whole what do you mean thinner look on my nose you could put a line of concealer right down the center, and that'll make it a nice straight line and make your nose look thinner. And I'm like, my nose is fat. I not that what Kardashian does? I know. I want to. She's the Your girl started the contouring phase. She did. And I, I want to play with contouring because I'm very curious. I got to admit, one of my favorite features is my cheekbones. You've got excellent cheekbones. I bet I've... I could non-existent cheekbones you have cheekbones i can see your cheekbones from here they're right here sweetie yeah way out there on the sides
0: and then they just disappear into the fat part of my face
1: <gasps> uh, yeah because you have like what four percent body fat now so you no, know it's better now i'm better okay I good
0: gain weight and i feel better okay good i'm actually at a really healthy weight right now you you do look positively glowing which well, is very cool I'll say that I don't know, I think that's kind of taken it far, but... Okay, well, your aura her is You're so great. far off topic.
1: Okay, <laughs> we are, but you're... Let's bring it you back. Aura, okay, your aura is so great because you're such a badass. Yeah, that's it. So,
0: go. I do think you could pull off a nose piercing. I also think you could pull off an eyebrow piercing. If I were going to get a piercing, I actually like the Monroe.
1: Oh, Rexy has the Monroe.
0: She has the Monroe. So, I wouldn't get one just because I'm, like, super friends with her and... It would be weird if we just walked around and be all Twinkie. Um, <laughs> so at this point, I feel like that wouldn't
1: be a good way to go. But I think they're cool.
0: It's so one I of the reasons.
1: It's really good. One of the reasons I call her sexy Rexy, right? It looks so right. good. Oh my gosh! Um, but I'm totally really happy super. with the ones that I got done this weekend. I think they look really good. They, they do look really, really good. I enjoy it. Um, I uh, I do want to get. I think I will get my industrials redone. Let's do it for sure. I'm, I do miss it. You know, and then I hopefully we will have surgery again coming up and I'll have to redo it all over again. But what the fuck? It's okay. Whatever, man. You know what? You can get spacers put in. They've got these little plastic
0: things. Mm. They've got plastic things that you can do. Like I did that with my nose ring when I went in for surgery. They've got these little plastic things. You just like slide it into the hole
1: and it holds the space. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll remember to do that. You can that. even get them at like Spencer's. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, but do you really think I'm going to have John the Brit sit there and try to put a spacer in for me? You wouldn't even have to. You can do it yourself. You just put it one on here
0: and one there, and you're done. Ah, uh, True. Okay. I will have to do that. Yeah, you could always ask Sarah to put it in for you. Like, you could do it the day before, and you could, like, take it out and ask Sarah to put it in for you. She would do that. Okay. Any one of your it- drunk housewives would do it for you.
1: Good point. And as a quick aside, anytime you hear in a podcast where there's like a Mr. Black sounding cover of a name over something, it's because we've said the wrong name and I've recorded a new name to put in its place. So (laughs) just so y'all know. yes, we have
0: we've we've said before that we try to protect our friends and family, just protect their anonymity and make sure that they don't feel embarrassed by us like totally
1: talking out our butts about them. (laughs) Maybe I could have Sarah put spacers <laughs> into my date piercings. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, there we go. Okay, because I worry about my date piercings. So I like them. They're important too. They are. And I look, I think, I, especially since I in real life have very, very short hair, yeah. um, I love how an industrial piercing looks on my ear. I think industrial
0: piercings look completely badass and Millie so I was considering getting the industrial. Millie was like, "Yeah, you should do that. That looks cool." And I really really thought about it and I just decided that it wasn't quite wasn't quite what I was looking for. I wanted something I wanted something different. I wanted something additional, but I wasn't quite there yet for that. Because I think it looks really cool, but it just wasn't where I was. So what I really wanted was, I wanted rings on the outside. They couldn't do the rings, so I mm-hmm. think you look awesome in the industrial, and that's actually why I was considering it, is because you look so cool with
1: it. I, I am kind of, it's another side of my, it's another outward side of my badassery. So, because people, I look so, even though I'm a giant, overwhelming, uh, in my eyes, like I have very overwhelming features.
0: You're ridiculous to say that. You don't even have overwhelming anything. You're just,
1: you look pretty. But I have giant eyes. I have a big nose. I have giant lips. I have very prominent cheekbones. I've got a prominent chin. I feel like if I didn't keep my hair very short, my face would be so completely overwhelming. People would have to like look away like being blinded by the sun
0: or some weird ass shit. You don't have giant eyes. You don't have a giant nose. You have prominent eyes because they're so dark. Hmm. Ah, maybe you have a normal size nose i don't know why you think it's huge because it isn't you have big lips but they're nice you have a great smile and yeah you have prominent cheekbones but fucking people pay a
1: shit ton of money for that uh i just feel like my face can get overwhelming but
0: i think you look amazing and i think you look great with short hair but i liked you with long hair too I'm glad you keep your hair short because it looks particularly good on you. No, That kind of you. takes us to the hairstyle thing, though. There's a lot of people who say, you know, women over a certain age should wear their hair a certain
1: way. Mm-hmm. I have naturally curly hair, and I look stupid with it. No, but you don't. I love your naturally curly hair, and I would give so much to have your naturally curly hair. Yeah, well, the weird thing is it's
0: gotten more curly- And so after my brain surgery, I had cut my hair off because after my weight loss surgery, I lost a lot of hair and I have very fine hair, even though it's sort of thick, it's very, very fine and soft. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like dandelion poof. (laughs) And I was wearing it short and I had it in kind of a, almost a pixie cut, not quite, But it was shorter, and it looked pretty decent. And then after my brain surgery, I don't know what happened. Oh, I couldn't straighten it. That's what happened. Uh, And it, like, started to curl up. And, like, what the actual fuck. But I ended up looking like a cross between Bob Ross and Art Garfunkel most of the time. (laughs) Because that's the color that my hair is, naturally and so
1: a little hard on herself
0: uh no it's really what it looked like there are days where I'm like wow that's not okay I look terrible (laughs) so after it started to grow though like I really wanted if I'm gonna wear my hair curly which if I don't wear it curly I have to spend a lot of time on it (laughs) and I think that we could probably establish fairly easily that I'm not a spend a lot of time on myself kind of person um so if I'm gonna just get up and go to work curly hair is actually working for me pretty well so now that it's grown out a little bit it's about chin length now and it's a little more Meg Ryan slash it's just a little more Meg Ryan than Bob Ross which is good But it still has its day. Like, there are days where it's not Meg Ryan at all. (laughs) Like, remember Meg Ryan in the 90s when she had, like, that cute curly hair? Mm. It's not like that.
1: It is. I'm hopeful
0: that as it gets a little longer, it's going to get better. And I'm finding ways to sort of style it. And I've got a really nice hairdryer that's got a, uh, what do you call it, diffuser on it. Mm. So that really helps a lot. But if I don't use that, it's just, it's bad.
1: (laughs) Okay, you're way hard on yourself because you look like a curly-haired Da Vinci painting. You remember the movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore when Da Uh Vinci was in it and he did that picture of her that it looked just like a Da Vinci painting, but it looked just like Drew Barrymore? Mm -hmm. That's you. No, that was Drew Barrymore. Okay, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you pedantic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I,
0: I I don't really look like that, though. I mean, it just looks like a dandelion fuzz most of the time. If So the key to having good curly hair, listeners, the key to having good curly hair is when your hair clumps together, and it's in these nice clumpy clumps that spiral together. So if something happens and your clumps break up, the broken up clumps look like frizz. <laughs> That's what makes frizz, my friends. And so that's why people don't brush their hair when it's curly, because if you brush your hair, it looks like frizz and it's not okay. It's not
1: okay at all. And you look like Bob Ross. <laughs> all these words, I know they go together in sentences, but having stick straight hair that would slap onto my face if I didn't put nine pounds of product in it. I don't understand what these words you're saying mean strung together. <laughs> Anyway, Uh,
0: I think it goes back to what's appropriate for women in the workplace.
1: Yeah, good point. Because I I get comments on my hair all the time because I do wear it super, super short. I wear it shorter than my husband and my son's hair. You know, the thing is that's funny, though. If you Google smart women.
0: Let's do that. Let's do it. I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to look at images. If you look at the images of smart women. They all have straight hair. Most of them have brown hair. But for the most part, they all have straight hair
1: and glasses, but
0: that's totally different.
1: I've come to the um, conclusion this week, and I may need um, bifocals. I'm pretty sure <laughs> well, I do, too. Well, straight well, hair, but long straight hair. If long I Long straight hair, yeah. If I wore my hair, well, you've seen my hair long and straight. It's mm-hmm. it's so, I, I'm like you. I have very fine, I have a lot of hair, but very fine hair. So even though I have like 90% more hair on my head than 90% of the population, you can fit it all in the size of a penny. Mine's pretty, mine's pretty fine as well.
0: So even if it's long, and even though I still, now again now finally have more of it that it's actually like i have hair again um it still is is very fine Uh, all right so back apparently only
1: smart women apparently smart women only have straight hair straight long hair and glasses yep well we're fucked then i guess we're well we both wear glasses true But otherwise, you're halfway there
0: because you've got straight hair. True, but I'm still on the Forrest Gump side. No, man, you're like you're like two out of three.
1: (laughs) Actually, you're three out of four because you got brown hair too. But the the system is harsher on women, though. So that's just if we're comparing women to women. True, but it still all overall gets me only as far as Forrest Gump, and you know, at least I'm out of the realm of the garden slug.
0: I don't know what that has to do with Forrest Gump.
1: Well, I mean, like... I don't remember a garden slug in Forrest Gump. There there wasn't. I'm, I'm talking intellect-wise. Oh. Never mind. Moving on. Mixing I,
0: metaphors is hard when I've been drinking.
1: <laughs> no, but you're not slurry, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> I'm trying uh, not to. I'm trying to
0: emulate you because you're my hero.
1: Oh, because I'm a badass? Let's talk a little bit about... (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) You're a badass. You're my hero. So tell me what I should do with my life because you're better at it.
0: (laughs) We're both badasses. Um, Let's talk a little bit about other other signals. So I remember a couple years ago, I was talking to you about nail polish. Um, And I still talk to you about nail polish. And I think this is something... That's not bad, though. I still overdo the glitter. It's it's, Okay, glitter's dealable, though. Glitter is okay as long as it's reasonable. Uh,
1: It's very glittery.
0: It's
1: very glittery. So it took me forever to find the camera
0: on this fucking computer. I talked to you about nail polish, and I think that there's something to be said for professional decorum with nail polish. When you are, I'll say, representing, Hmm. You know, if you're going to be doing something, if you're going to be going in front of people, if you're going to be at a panel or something like that, you have to have sort of a professional demeanor that's a little different than if it's just your everyday. If you're everyday, like you be you, you be fancy and whatever you want to be. If though you're at a panel and you're representing your company or you're doing something where you want to represent yourself in the most professional light, unfortunately, We're still bound by the whole, I'm a dude, I have to look like a dude, I have to behave like a dude, and so you have to look as much like a dude as you can, and so you need to go with something low-key.
1: And here's what really pisses me off about that, is when you tell me there are rules, I will find some way to very, very subtly, not completely break, but somewhat partially subvert at least one of them because I hate having rules and I hate having things inflicted upon me. That's so funny to me because
0: you are not a rule. I mean like you're like beyond not a rule breaker to me.
1: I know. I I I, I love compliance. You
0: love rules. You are the compliance world expert. You and, and- I go butt heads about this all the time because i'm like that's bullshit and you're like but it's the law we've got to do it that way and i'm like no we can go as fast as we want (laughs) you're like no there's a reason there's a speed
1: limit (laughs) and and here's why i am very obviously a gemini because there's the one half of me that's like well you know there's a law that says this so we must comply with this at all times and there's the other part of me that's like but if that law is stupid fuck you, I'm going to dance that line as close as I can. Like Example, very quickly. One of the reasons why I personally think I'm a badass, trying to tie it very tenuously back to the topic. The first time I took the ethics exam, I failed it. And you have to pass the ethics exam in order to become an attorney, right? You know why I failed it? Why? I, I answered, what would I do in these situations? And I would always take the high road. So in order to pass the ethics exam, I had to think of the slimiest attorney I knew and think, what would Gary do in this situation? And I answered how I thought Gary would answer, and I more than fucking doubled my score. And it was, de- shit. It was depressing, and I felt dirty, but I passed and did what I needed to do. The point of the story being... I know there are rules. I love complying with the rules. But you know what, if I think of the if I think the rule is stupid, then screw you. <laughs> I'll find a way around it, which is why I do shit like, oh, you know what, like when I was in grade school, I was convinced I was going to try out for the football team and I got to high school just because no girl had. And I was like, fuck you. Girls can play football. We know how to follow the football rules. I'm a bruiser. I beat boys in sixth grade in arm wrestling matches. I can totally fucking do this. But by the time I got there, someone had already done it, so I no longer cared.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So I said, nah, fuck it. I'm not doing that.
0: (laughs) This is probably part of why we're friends. Because I am literally... So at work, we have... Policies and procedures that we're bound to follow, but I have this team of advisors that I lead and I literally will instruct my advisors so here's a particular procedure if Somebody's asking for something and it doesn't fit into the no and it doesn't fit into the yes There's this gray area and then you can make the choice so if that says, if it's one of these reasons, you have to say no. If it's one of these reasons, you have to say yes. But what if it's not one of those reasons? What if it doesn't actually exactly fit into any of those? Then you get to make the choice. Uh, and everybody freaking hates me because I'm like, that means you can just be like oh yes, 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 yes,
1: yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Even yes, even yes, Rexy. Yes? yes.
0: No, 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 no. No, yes. No, no,
1: yes. Yes.
0: no. no, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> even
0: Rexy and I would go round and round about this because she is much more she is my policy and procedure wonk at work. Like she is 100% behind this is what the policy says and this is what we're going to do. No and I'm wonder,
1: like, No wonder. Yeah. No wonder you and Rexy get along. I trained you for this. Reality. Yeah, well, you kind of did. Sexy Rexy, I love you so much.
0: (laughs) She is 100% behind, like, this is what the policy says, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, yeah, but it also doesn't say this, so we can do this, right?
1: (laughs) But you know what? I skate the lines. You know what, though? Technically, in the law, when the policy – when a law is very specific about something but doesn't say something about the other, it can go either of two ways. Either they never intended – depending on what state you're in, either they never intended to cover it, so that's why it's not covered, or you just should assume they meant to cover everything, so assume that it is. I always – It's usually
0: assumed that it's meant to be covered, but um, I pretend like it's in the gray area, and so we live in the gray area on my team.
1: You may very well be in a gray area state, and that might be entirely legal for you to be thinking that way. I think it is. There you go.
0: But Rexy disagrees,
1: so whatever. (laughs) Well, maybe Rexy grew up in a, you know, if it's covered, it's covered state. You can choose your jurisdiction. Yeah,
0: absolutely. She maybe did. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I wish. want to talk about women's voices. Yes. Something that makes me fucking crazy. Because apparently there's an auto-mute... <clears throat> yeah. There's a thing that women do where they feel like they cannot use their normal voices in conversation. They have to be breathy and they have to talk like this. They have to dumb their conversation down or at least make their voice sound less assertive and it makes me want to fucking punch them in the nose and i love you nina so much you are my other daughter but this is something you have started doing and you need to stop it
1: now Yeah, she she does talk quiet at times, which is funny, because when she's not in a quiet mood, she's anything but quiet. There's a difference between talking quiet, though. I mean, you can be quiet and, and just be like, well, you know, I'm not sure about that.
0: It's just one. But there's also, oh, well, like there's the Jennifer Tilly voice versus the I'm just not sure about what I'm saying voice. Mm. Big difference.
1: Okay. And, and I may... It, in retrospect, upon a lot of self-reflection, I may not have helped that a whole lot because here's the thing. I've always made it a point to say to Nina, if people are underestimating you because you're a woman, play to that. Because your weakness will become your strength. Because there are countless times when I testify between in front of this one state's legislature in my early years that I knew it was all middle-aged white men in the room. Of course. And I knew that if I, if I did the, you know, the, the, the sweet little female thing and I wore a skirt and I wore, um, a jacket with a low, you know, not so you could actually see cleavage, but so you saw more chest than usual that they would get so distracted by, um, how I was saying it, that they'd kind of forget for a minute what I was saying. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're like, pretty girl is smart. Maybe we should listen to pretty girl. And I got my way before the legislature so many fucking times. And I think that there's something to that. I think that
0: as much as I hate it as women, we can use whatever leverage we have, I think it's important to leverage whatever advantage you, you have. But I don't think that in general, everyday life is kind of breathy. Oh, this is, I just, I don't know if I can say my things. Because oh. This is just not as, I don't know. And that's just, that's not okay. You need to be able to articulate yourself or you're not going to be able to represent yourself effectively
1: and I will agree to that because there is another female attorney I used to run up with in a ton of hearings and that was what she did everywhere. I only used it because it, I only used it in front of the this one states legislature because I knew they would be so gobsmacked that pretty soft girl could be smart that they would do whatever I said. when I was actually in a court, and trying the case, I didn't do that shit. No, because because you have to come off
0: as authoritative. You have to be able to present yourself in a way that people say, oh, she knows what she's talking about, because if you come off like, oh, well, I think that it's important that we talk about this. I mean, if I presented myself to my team and said, so my name is Jill, and I want to talk to you about some of your metrics right now, and they're not really very good, and I think it's important that we work on them. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. I think that
0: they would be like, um, no, you're a fucking
1: dumbass,
0: and fuck mm-hmm. off.
1: And if Sarah is listening right now, she knows exactly who I'm talking about. This person would just wear tight dresses, tight suits, and do whispery voices, and me too. Everything everyone else in the room said and that was her whole law practice and i was embarrassed to be another woman practicing in law with this woman because she was such an embarrassment i'm like honey if you aren't using it as a weapon don't fucking use it so yeah
0: and i think that's true and but that also comes down to the whole women using sex as a weapon thing mm-hmm. you know especially after 40 we come up against Sadly, in many ways, we're no longer considered sexual beings. We're not, you know, these young, hot people anymore. We're not. um, I think that in many ways, they look at us like, we're Helen Mirren. We're not like J-Lo. No. More often than not,
1: you know? We're not Jennifer Lawrence. We're not um, Emma Watson. for yeah. Judy Dench and Helen Mirren. Yeah. But you know, know me, what? They're still and, fucking badasses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, where's that line? I am the same age as Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Okay. So where does that line happen? And who says that Jennifer Aniston versus Helen Mirren 15 years ago? You know, Helen Mirren was playing like, old lady parts 15 years ago and that makes no sense right and jennifer aniston now is not playing old lady parts although in the new apple podcast in the new apple tv thing apparently she's playing somebody who's like getting pushed out by younger people so i know wow Wow. so it's starting to change i think though that when you start looking at people our age like I'm gonna be 50 this year that's a fucking big deal and I'm kind of like not sure how that happened that goes back to the podcast for gen xers who are in middle age and wondering how the fuck it happened I wonder how the fuck that happened because like all of a sudden wait a minute I'm 50 how wait a minute I don't that understand makes- like I feel like I missed the last three or four years because uh I thought I was only like 45 45
1: 46 something like that I still think of myself in my mid-30s and I'm like what do you mean because
0: I was I was still married to stick in my (laughs)
1: mid-30s oh so I can see why you'd want to get away from that
0: yeah I want to be away from that but I think I'm like in my early 40s or even in my mid-40s and then all of a sudden like I'm two months away from turning 50
1: and that's that's unreal. That doesn't make any sense because I, I think of us, and honestly, I think of us in our mid 20s all the fucking time. I think we're the same age, Except but you're also
0: way younger than me.
1: So sorry yeah. if I
0: think of you as being almost 50.
1: <laughs> Just because I was born in a different decade doesn't mean I was uh, way younger.
0: Literally, you were only born in a
1: different decade by a week. I was one week out of the 1970s, but it's way more fun to say that kind of like when my mom talks about having kids in three different decades. I'm like, yeah, well, I had kids in two different millennia. So suck on that grandma. (laughs) Right. Right? And I love my mom, but you know, we, we tease each other, but yeah. I'm a bitch, it's, though. That's what this a, whole episode turns I love out I you. part you're a you, bitch. You're so much more of a bitch than you were like 10 years ago. It's so good. I'm so proud of you for being a bitch. I love I'm, it. I'm damn proud of me, too. And I going to be more of a badass bitch on a daily basis. Bitch, by the way, little Miss La tight-dressed um, attorney I talked about earlier has, and I, I don't begrudge anyone plastic surgery because I'm looking into it and I'm going to do it at some point. I would but. do it. She's had so much work done. She looks like the cat lady from New York. Did her boobs fall? I I don't know. I just know her face looks plastic. So I I do want to
0: touch on plastic surgery a little bit, but maybe we'll talk about that in another episode because I think that's an entire episode unto itself. I want to talk a little bit more about the expectation of women with like what they wear because I think there's kind of a lot to unpack with that.
1: There really is. And it pisses me off how much there is to unpack with that. Because, uh, like, I have very short hair. If I wear a pantsuit, I'm much more likely to be thought I'm a different sexual orientation than I am. Oh, I never thought about that. But I can see that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. It's why when I did that panel a while back, I made it a point to wear a skirt suit. The woman with long, straight hair wore a pantsuit. I didn't feel like I could wear one because I was afraid. Um, well, not afraid. I wore, I made it a point to wear a skirt suit rather than a pantsuit because I didn't want anyone to make any assumptions. Do you think that
0: if they thought you were lesbian, that they would, it would detract from your, like, do you think sexual orientation would detract from your
1: authority? I think in the particular audience I was working with, it potentially could have. Hmm. Um, uh, in the typical audience, I don't think it would. Um interesting. But I think this particular audience is so predominantly male. And I I do I will cop to what you said. I am pretty, especially with my short hair. I yep. mean, so much so that John the Brit can barely keep his hands off me and I really enjoy it's that. It's so cute. It's so cute. Uh, but um I think um This particular industry I was speaking to is very, very old school and very, very male dominated. And it's just kind of, they would have, that thought would have been, oh, well, um, I'll just picture her with a blonde two seats down. You know, we are a culture.
0: Well, okay, I'll talk about my work culture. My work culture is very fluid, and there is no judgment whatsoever. Um, our um, upper management has been outed, I'll say. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of conversation that happens around it. So neither of us are at all fussed by that kind of thing. Now, so. I think it's difficult when you are um, trying to make your place in a work place that is very rigid. So I can see in your particular environment how something like that could be almost detrimental.
1: And it pisses me off because it is literally something that has never given me pause. I mean, I'm like. Like you wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't think about it. I'm like, Oh, she likes girls. Awesome. Or, yeah. you know, well, or like, what, what does that have to do with how she does her work?
0: <laughs> I know.
1: I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I can be friends with boys. I can be friends with girls. I can be friends with people. I'm not attracted to. I'm like, okay. and perfect. Like Nina thought I was coming out to her once as asexual because I said, well, I just always thought the girl boy line was stupid. And she's like, are you coming out right now? And I'm like, No, I just think the boy girl line is stupid. I mean it's it just is. It's what the fuck does it matter?
0: Yeah. It doesn't make much sense to me either.
1: No. I mean There's gay penguins, all right? If there's gay penguins, there could be anything. Gay anything. (laughs) I agree. So forget that. They have no knees, as Millie said in episode twenty-five.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, we started talking about this because we were talking about what to wear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I try to um, err on the non-pantsuit side generally just because I don't want people to be distracted by an assumption they're making. Do you ever – okay, I'm going to take this political for a minute. Do you ever look at,
0: like, Hillary Clinton and think that part of her problem had to do with what
1: she wore? You know, I never did because she seemed very natural in a pantsuit. She didn't seem natural in anything
0: to me. (laughs) Like part of her problem to me seemed like she wasn't natural in anything like ever.
1: You know, I, I think I look at her demeanor as something that was very women are under scrutiny at all times. So she was always very, very careful with how she presented And I think it's kind of a natural outgrowth of the pressure that society has put on women and not necessarily because that's how she is, because when she does let down and let loose a little bit, she's pretty hilarious.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's the problem is because it's just like with Al Gore. So Al Gore, after he ran for president, was like, where the fuck was this guy?
1: I know. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Right after the president election was over and he didn't win and he's like, oh my God, that was so much better. I'm so much happier. And he was like everywhere after that. And he was doing whatever it was he was doing. He was so much more friendly and not wooden. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where was this guy when he was running for president? This guy could have won. And I think Hillary as a person, if she ever was a person, could have won. But she never was a person. And that was sort of the problem.
1: I don't think society ever allowed her to be a person, though, because they no. judged they judge her based on everything Bill did, for a long time. And, they and judged i judged based on what Bill did, but she could have,
0: she still could have stood up and been like, "Look, bitches, this is me. This is how I roll." Like, look at what Beto is doing right now. Yeah. Like he sucks right now, and I love Beto. He's really good. I think he's a good person. I think he would be great in a lot of different roles. He could probably be president. Well, not politically, we're talking, he'd be much better than what we have right now. And this is, you guys probably won't like this. Some some of you won't like this.
1: But I think two thirds of society will appreciate what you're saying, though. Yes, he would be a great president. But he's
0: out there and he's just speaking his mind. And he's like, look, we've got to get the fucking guns off the streets this isn't okay nobody means these kind of things and he's just like literally saying this 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 he's just saying what's on his mind because he's so far down in the polls it doesn't even matter anymore but that's the kind of thing that people need to be able to do hillary's biggest problem wasn't her pantsuits although that didn't really help her at all the fact that she seemed so buttoned up all the time the fact that she was unable to ever loosen up and say you know what? Yeah. When I voted for the Iran missile thing, I thought that that's what there was. But when I found out there wasn't, I realized I made a mistake and
1: I changed my vote. I made a mistake and that was it. Simple. And, you know, I think that's a lot of what helped Trump. He had no filter. What he says or feels at any given moment, you know it immediately. hmm. And
0: um, it was. And it doesn't matter that he's stupider than a four year old. Because he says the same shit that Millie said when she was four. Literally, Millie would say to me, she would say, hey, mommy, I have an idea. This is a good deal. You should take this deal. She (laughs) literally would say that. And I swear to God, Trump just said that last week. This is a good deal. You should take this deal. Hmm. And I thought to myself, holy fuck, Millie said that when she was four. That is exactly the thing a four-year-old would say. And it made me think, okay, we're being governed by a four-year-old.
1: Oh, God. We may lose
0: some listeners, but whatever.
1: You know what? Yeah. It's, here's, because I'm very much, okay, I used to be a registered Republican. She did. And we were still friends even so. I know, because we're that kind of people. Um, I became a registered independent for years and years and years. Because I was like, you know what, I want the freedom to go any way my heart takes me because I always voted that way, even when I was a registered Republican. Yep. I can't can't remember where I was going with this. I voted for Republicans sometimes. I know, because uh, what I think is you always vote for the most qualified candidate. Period. Look, I'm going to go Democrat if there's, if there's nobody at...
0: If it comes down to this, if I'm not educated about a particular race, I'm going to go Democrat versus Republican because I know that their ideology is going to align with mine more often. But if it comes right down to it and I have to choose, the Democrats are going to align with me more often than the Republicans are.
1: What always scared me was my grandmother used to vote. when (laughs) She she was was frightening. She was frightening. Okay. What always frightened me was my grandmother. Full stop. End of story. Okay. But what? <laughs> one thing that frightened me, one particular thing that frightened me about her, among the many thousands of things that frightened me about her, including the fact that I'm positive she could have taken me in a back alley, despite the fact that I probably had 100 pounds and a full foot on her. Plus, she would um, have shanked you in prison. She would have shanked me in prison like a that bitch I am. Um, yeah. But she, I remember one election, um, she voted for someone who, if you lived in the area, and I can't, I realize now I can't go into too much detail without giving away a lot. But she voted for someone who was a, running for governor as an independent in my home state. Uh-huh. This guy was fucking scary. Yes. And you know who it is if you think about it. Yeah, Um, I see the nod. He was fucking scary, but my grandma didn't like the Republican candidate, didn't like the Democrat candidate, so she decided, I'm going to vote for the Independent, and she voted for one of the most heinous people in the fucking universe by doing that, because she didn't bother to research, and that's why I look, and I go through every single possible iteration to make sure I'm going where I need to go, because I do not want to be my grandmother on so many levels. (laughs) Yeah. But (laughs) I also don't want to be a mean bitch to people, including my own children and grandchildren. But that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, long story short, I think politics are bullshit. And I think vote with your heart and vote with your research and vote with your brain. Heart and brain. Heart and brain goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Someone fucking stop me now because i'm just like shit thanks please because that went on way <laughs> too long and made no sense whatsoever i'm gonna finish my no, second it
0: totally made sense i totally get it and and i agree i mean we all do what we can to not become those who came before us right
1: <laughs> yes yeah like
0: i don't want to be my mom
1: i don't want to be my grandma well there's all kinds <laughs> of reasons i don't want to be your grandma
0: yeah well your grandma's a total bitch we Alex, are so far off topic. I can't huh? even. <laughs> but she was a badass. She was a badass. That's how No, you not know. that grandma wasn't a badass.
1: You know, in in her own way, she was a badass because nope. she may have been mean and rueful nope. and bitter, but the woman had a fucking work ethic, and she could work you under the fucking table. That
0: doesn't mean she's a badass. It just means she's mean. <laughs> Look, your yeah. grandma's a bitch. I'm never going to like her. I'm never going to say anything nice about her. She has zero redeeming qualities as far as I'm concerned, other than the fact that she birthed your mother, who is a wonderful and amazing person and adds light to the world.
1: My That's mom's the
0: only thing that your
1: grandmother ever did right. And my mom is a whole different kind of badass. Yes, because she Because she's a badass because no matter what the world throws at her, she has made the conscious decision to be a good person. Yes, she has. At every turn, she is a good person. She adopts those in need unofficially. She yes, she does, and she's, she's adopted me. She has, and she loves unconditionally, and she snarks when she needs to, and, and she's adorable. And she's adorable. I love my mom so much. I want to call my mom right now. I miss her. Okay, well, let's finish this up then so you can call her. Because I've apparently drank way too much and I need my mommy. <laughs> feel, I love you, man. I'm a badass who desperately needs her mommy right now. <laughs> but we are badasses. You and me, we are badasses. You know why? Why? I'm going to actually reference a picture my daughter sent me last week that almost made me fucking cry because it's a cartoon of a little person with a little tiny wooden sword and armor sitting there and it has a little thing on it that says me and then it's got that big old mama and
0: all the oh, big that was scary so scary armor me that.
1: that was so cute I did and what it says is all these errors are Errors. Okay, errors too, because you know, first marriage. Arrows are flying into the big one's back and sticking in the armor, and they're labeled bills and making food and family problems and full-time job. And the big person is labeled my mom. And my mom is saying to me, being Nina, How is your day, sweetie? And I'm like, you know what? That's why we're badasses. Because when we need to be, we are rocks. We don't always have to be rocks. We can sometimes let our husbands be rocks. But damn it, when we need to be rocks, we are fucking rocks. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? It's really hard. But you know what? We're fucking badasses. And we can do it. But there are days when we I'm do like... epic shit. We do epic shit. <laughs> yes, we do. And we are not pussies. No, we're not <laughs> pussies. And not pussies. She she got me a necklace for my birthday in 2016 that had two little rings on it. One of them said, do epic shit. and The other one said, don't be a pussy. And it suits us. It suits both. And then in
0: 2019, I got you one that just said, do epic shit.
1: That's right. Because you're not a pussy. Because I'm not a pussy. Because damn it. Although pussies can take a pounding. So why are they not thought of more? (laughs)
0: Best we can. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up with that. <laughs> good place to stop. Sure. I feel like this was a really downer episode, but it wasn't intended to be. Yeah, we had all kinds. Talk time. about like tattoos and piercings and cool shit. <laughs> and then I drug
1: us down, like
0: I always you did. did. You drag us down to the mud. It's okay.
1: <laughs> we still love
0: you anyway.
1: Thank you. I need love, obviously. <laughs> You're still there, uh, right? <laughs> I'm still in therapy. Oh, fuck yes. God. And I'm a badass in therapy because I I'm keep fucking going. I am confident that you are. Because let and me say, it is one of the most mature and adult things you can ever do in your life to admit you need help. Thank you. Boom. That is true. That <laughs> is 100% true. Um, okay. I'll stop now. I will totally stop now.
0: So that's <laughs> totally unrelated to anything else we talked about. But
1: I'm a badass for being therapy. She's I am.
0: badass. Anyhow,
1: I'm badass. So thank romantic.
0: you for listening to us every week. <laughs>
1: and you're a badass. You're a badass. And you're a badass. And you're a badass. You
0: get to be a badass. You get to be a badass. <laughs>
1: If you look under your seats, I put badass cards under
0: every fucking one of them. Everybody gets a badass card under their seats. Everyone.
1: Website,
0: alwaysneverwrite.com. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, all that crap. For the Contact Us page on the face on our alwaysneverwrite.com is amazing. And so
1: check it out. Please do. And if you have not yet subscribed please consider doing so and maybe suggest it to your friends also, especially that the makes you a friends. badass. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Be a badass. You want to be a badass. And if you have time to leave us a wonderful badass review on Apple <laughs> podcasts or wherever you listen, that'd be so fucking badass. Appreciated. I cannot. Hell badass yes.
0: enough. This has <laughs> been a badass episode of
1: always. Never. Right, I'm Jill. And I'm Gina, and thank you so much for making us a part of your week, my dolls, and we'll talk later, you rampant bitch of badasses. really wish I'd put a little less Moscow in my mules. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay.
1: Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.